All Things Automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. Moment of silence there. Temba's choice is saying, uh, please play the violent femmes and blister in the sun. It seems kind of appropriate given the conversation around climate change and weather conditions. And then Kat also sends a message to say, blood donors and their families used to receive blood at no charge when undergoing surgery. This would encourage people to donate. Mm. Now that's not the case anymore. Some previously dedicated donors have stopped donating. The system should be reconsidered by the relevant authorities to encourage new donors. So here's an interesting question, Kat. Is it, the assumption is that you have to do it in order to get something out of it. What happens if you just, like Ndosh's mom, who regular as clockwork goes and gives blood because she simply goes to give blood? That is her donation as a citizen of society. She doesn't expect to get blood in hospital. She just goes to give it. Well, that's what we understand from Indosh. So, um, and she likes the juice and the biscuit and she likes to hang out with all the people and she has a good time there as well. So that's my question is, do you have to give blood in order to feel that you will get something out of it? Maybe free blood if you're ever in an operation or something of that nature. Love to hear more. And Kat says she's also an organ donor. Well done, Kat. That's absolutely brilliant. Nevertheless, 8.40, we're moving on. He's on the line. He's had a cup of coffee. He's been traveling the world, but he's back, we think. Nico, our petrol head, are you back? Good morning. Yes, I'm back. I'm back in sunny South Africa. <laughs> Aren't you just, like, gonna getting ready to have a braai? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this is South African. It is a weekend, and I am South African, so I guess those things together. <laughs> you plan to have a braai. Okay, Nico, before we talk cars, I want to talk blood. Did you Have you ever donated blood? My recently, um, my cousin does this um, regularly uh, every six months, and he sort of motivated me recently to start donating blood. But uh, so I, uh, last year, sometime I donated blood, and then I wanted to go again, so I haven't gotten there again. But in my mind, it's something I want to try and do um, more regularly. Actually, is give blood um, because, yeah. as you said, as you said, it's something that really costs you nothing, um, and it's something that we urgently need. So it's something that, and it's very quick and easy. And I don't like needles, to be honest, so I have to look away as I stick this needle and it's this weird thing in your arm. Um, but at the end of the day, you're doing something for free for somebody else that can save a life or help them. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate needles. and I, I'm, I'm terrified mm. to even just get a, my, my ears pierced. And yet I'm like, this just was like, ding. <laughs> yeah, they, actually, what hurts the most is when they test the blood on your, on your, small, on your little finger. That's, That's true. Little, <laughs> to see if your blood is um, if there's enough and they iron in the your blood. Finger. Yeah. yeah, I think they're checking for iron, and and that's the one that hurts the most. Um, so yes, I'm not a fan of the process, but it's worthwhile, and it actually, you know, it's almost more weird this thing in your arm. And you know, when I did Russia recently, I said, okay, just pump your fist a little bit. Yeah. It's sort of a weird feeling, but I think it's something that we should all consider doing. So, what are you talking to us about, cars? You've been checking them out overseas. <clears throat> Yes, I went to Germany and I had a look at actually a few different electric cars. Now, I, we can already jump in and say, well, this is South Africa and we have load shedding and this is issues for us. And load shedding is, is, of course, quite frustrating and quite frustrating if you try and promote electric cars. Uh, but the reality is that it, a petrol or a car makers are heavily taxed on emissions. Um, and, and some of them, you know, so effectively for them to overcome this emission problem, they're going towards the electric route because the tax on the emissions is less. And you can have a long conversation about 
rare metals that are going into batteries and is it actually at the end of the day is that now worthwhile for the environment when we are mining material that goes into the batteries because it cars might not have emissions but what about the, 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 the getting the materials into the battery so we can have all these conversations but at the end of the day the reality is that car makers um, are going very electric and I see that when I go I went to Germany now when I go there I can see that that's the focus that's the talk um, that's the there's just electric cars everywhere so I had to look at a Chinese car. So a Chinese brand called Neo. Have no. you heard of Neo before? Not at all. I've heard of Neo, the dance <clears throat> form, but not Neo. Yeah, so this is N-I-O. Neo. I've heard of Neo, the Neo. musician, Neo, the dance ah. form, but not Neo. And so Neo, the electric car maker. Well, you know what? There's actually recently, and it's a, it's a company that's, I think, five years old. Um, so there's a lot of these companies now that are starting um, uh, making electric cars. Rivian is, is another one as an example uh, all over the world, and this one is in China. Um, and, you know, when you look at the car, my total feeling at the end of the day was this was a car made by a tech company as opposed to a car made by a car manufacturer. So when, okay. you, you, know, so when you look at a car manufacturer that makes electric cars, um, you can see the car influence there. So if you climb into a Jaguar I-Pace, that's the first electric car I drove, or you look at a um, Audi, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, you get the feeling that this is a car company and they make electric cars. Where with this car, it's so, it feels very high-tech, but it doesn't feel conventional when you look at it because it, it really does feel like, hang on, somebody, they, they, they make electric things and or, or they make, they're a tech company and they've now made a car. So what's your impression? Let's start with the sedan. So the car I'm going to talk about um, is, is just, and I just want to talk about the technology effectively in the car, the Neo, um, uh, did, did you... We'll have a look at the the pictures I sent you. I'm looking at them now as we speak. So it's called the ET7, which is a big sedan. Um, And again, um, uh, they also have SUVs. The car I saw was a sedan. In South Africa, of course, SUVs are quite quite popular. So the first thing is very smooth lines when I looked at this car. Looks gorgeous. Yeah, the reason for the smooth lines, of course, is aerodynamics. So if you have a car that's running on, on, on batteries, uh, or electric, then uh, the, the, the range is very much affected by how slippery the car is. So they claim a very low drag coefficient of 0.20, which is extremely low. Um, so um, I'm not sure if it's yeah, exactly accurate. Um, if I look at this, some camera sticking out there, it's really not great for the efficiency of it. The next thing I noticed when I walked around it was how many cameras and sensors it has. The cameras especially was something that stood out because it literally had these cameras all over. Um, they call it a cooler, the whole system. Um, and it had seven, um, eight, uh, eight megapixel high-resolution cameras. So if you look at the roof, there's one on the right and the left sticking out, which is quite visible. What are then, the cameras for? So they're for autonomous driving. So effectively, um, they're for, for where the car effectively starts driving on its own in certain situations. So let's on the highway. You can relax a little bit and the car drives for you. Yeah. Um, so um, that's something that's interesting. And then what's really interesting is that the, the way the batteries work. So they effectively don't want you to buy the car with the battery. So the battery is seen as a separate item. Uh, it's quite expensive. They want you to rent the battery, number one. <laughs> and then the, how the batteries work is, it's a battery swap system under 10 minutes. So you go to the website, they say in three minutes. So literally, um, how, how it would work is you would drive to a battery swap place. You would stop there. Um, 
uh, outside the car would actually reverse itself into the, the battery position, uh, this little battery garage almost, and then moves the car on rollers to the side, and then, whoop, battery goes out, new battery goes in, and off you go. Um, and, and, and it's a fully charged battery. So I understand. So first of all, it's really cool because, it's, I mean, if you think about electric cars currently, it takes a long time to charge this. So in less than 10 minutes, you can get going again with your um, uh, car with a full battery again. So it's like swapping batteries at home when the batteries are gone. You simply pull them out, put the next one in. This is how this car works. So that's actually something then that it doesn't become a problem when you're driving long distance because that's the Achilles heel of electric cars currently is the time it takes to charge batteries. Now you're going to say to me, how many batteries swap? I know what you're thinking, right? How many swapping stations yeah. are there? Well, in China, um, let me just get the numbers right. Um, They've reached, uh, in, in 2022, um, they've reached a 10 million battery swap service miles. So in other words, they swapped 10 million batteries. Um, so as of January this year, they have 1,311 battery swap stations in China. Um, they, uh, yes, they're only in China, um, but of course, eventually they're going to move out of China. Um, this year, they reached a milestone of swapping 50,000 batteries in one day in China. So, so, so let me just get this straight. So what you're saying mm-hmm. is if I had to buy this car, I would be buying, mm-hmm. I, would, I would be basically buying the, 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 car, the, car, the car body and then maybe once a week or whatever, I would, um, I would buy a battery. I mean, get, I mean, rent the battery from them. So I'd bring my old battery in. They would charge it up. And then I just shove the battery back into my car or another battery back into my car while they charge the other one up and off I would go. That's, that's it. So effectively you have uh, between four, I think between four and six swaps a month. So you, you're getting the car. So when you get the car, there's a battery attached to it. But the car is a bit cheaper because you're not only, you can buy, you can choose to buy the battery. So in other words, then the battery is yours and you simply charge it at home or charge it at a charging station like any other electric car. Or you could choose to rent the battery. So now what happens is you're paying a lot less and you're renting it every month, and then those swaps are included. Think of it like this. Um, have you got a gas heater at home? No, but I know what you're going to say. You know the system, <laughs> yes. So the gas heaters where you have these gas bottles, and yeah. you don't actually own the gas bottle. So I've got a gas heater at home. So when it's time, in, 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 in order, even a gas oven or stove rather. So um, we need to replace. You simply go to, where, to a filling station, Here's the gas bottle, you pay, you get a new gas bottle and you put it in the back of your car, go home, stick it in and off you go. And so that's the principle. Now the reason, of course, it's quick and the, 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 another benefit for them is they can look at the batteries and look after the batteries. So the best for, an, for a battery is a slow charge up to the power, up, mm. up, to, the, the, up to full. So what they're then obviously doing is as well, if they are charging it, they're going to look after the batteries much better. So that's just an interesting, I think, a different way of looking at electric cars, Michelle, in, in the way that they work, where you can swap the battery. It's only, of course, between new models, so it won't be for other manufacturers, only for them. But it's an interesting principle to say, you know, that's a quick way of, of, of working and then taking the pain out of electric cars, which is charging that can take a while. Okay, so we've got a couple of questions for you. Do you want me to roll them out to you? Yeah, let's run into the questions. Go Rolling into the questions. Here's your first one. Morning, SAFM, and to listen to Sylvan Gumda from Durban. Just got a question for Nico. Nico, with the em- emissions from the vehicles, as we as a buyer of the vehicle, how do we know that emission reading is true on that vehicle? 
a few years back, uh, Volkswagen got involved in Germany for incorrect emissions. So how does one verify that that emissions is correct on that car when buying it? Thank you. Good question. Uh, oh, that's a great question. So uh, actually, uh, it started with Volkswagen, and then I realized actually all manufacturers, and I can list them, had readings that had different readings. Um, so all car manufacturers eventually were sort of had this variation in readings. And because of that, there were court cases, and manufacturers then said that some of them had press releases to say, well, the cars are coming in for, for software updates and things like that. And because of that, and also if you stay within um, the new way of calculating uh, your fuel consumption, we now have fuel consumption that's according to WLTP, um, which is the new way of, of testing um, your fuel consumption. Part of that is the emissions, and it's extremely um, highly regulated now because of what happened before. Um, so um, the, it goes so far that the manufacturers now have to, when they, let's say even with, with fuel consumption, when they're testing fuel consumption, if it has different wheels, they've got to test for different wheels. If the car has a sunroof, then they've got to test that car with a sunroof again. If it has a different body kit, they're going to test that car with a body kit. If it has a body kit and a sunroof with different wheels, they're going to test that car. So effectively, what's now happened because of that is that um, the test has uh, become much more strict. Um, and um, the manufacturers are a lot more careful because this is, of course, damages your, your reputation when, when these things go on. So um, I can tell you now that um, it's extremely accurate. Um, as, um, uh, let's say if you t- had a car in 2014 um, versus a car tested now, the car manufacturers are not taking chances with this at all. So I, I would say it's extremely accurate because it's so well regulated uh, to, as, because of what happened before. So just uh, apropos the question, what you're saying is we have less to worry about now with regards to the car emissions and the numbers that are being put out than so what we I'm, would have in the past. No, what I'm saying is that the numbers are more accurate. So the, the stuff's still coming out of the car, but the numbers are more accurate. Yeah. But the, the, if you look at coming out of the car, the, the um, depends on, if, again, where you buy the car. In Europe, the emission standards are, are, are very strong. So they're talking about Euro 6 or Euro 7 emission standards. So the higher the number, the stricter the, the, the standard. So if you're driving in those companies, um, uh, the, the figures they claim are accurate, plus the, um, it is a lot more strict as to what can come out of any car's exhaust, and your car has to go for a test every few years. In other words, you don't have old vehicles just polluting the roads. Um, and that, a lot of the time, means that some cars that are made in Europe, we don't get in South Africa because our fuel quality isn't good, which means that, um, the cars aren't designed for that. So in South Africa, the, the stuff going into the atmosphere from our cars is not as good as in so Europe. Why is our fuel quality not so good here? And, uh, <laughs> I think we've, we, we've tried uh, before. Um, you know, I think um, people have lobbied the government to say, um, you know, let's get cleaner diesel or cleaner fuel. But I think the costs are just uh, to get that is a lot. And again, um, I don't know if there's a strong will to get that done. So. Okay, so Trevor Mkabela has just tweeted to say, is the guy in the picture that you tweeted our petrol head? If it's him, I'm so glad to have finally seen, seen him. So, really? Yeah, so Trevor, <laughs> we just want to say, yeah, that is Nico. He's a handsome fella, isn't he? A good-looking fella, and we're <laughs> delighted that you get to see him. Nico, we've got another question for you. Let's go for it. Good morning, Michelle and Nico. I see that BMW is, is testing the new X3 and the X5s in here in, in Kakamas area. I also overheard from one of my, my sources that Mustang is also testing here. 
This comes from Darren Skakamas. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm just, I need to think, so, Skakamas, uh, how far is that from Uppington? Close by, I think. Uh, we'll have to ask Terence that. Uh, so, so, I so, need a map. Yeah, so, so, um, yeah, <laughs> so um, I've, I've even, I've even uh, been involved in some testing in Uppington. So, yes, the quality factors test in Uppington right now because of the heat um, and, and the conditions. So it's, it's quite dry and it's extremely hot. So definitely um, what you're seeing there, if you live, I mean, if you, if you ask the people from Uppington, they, they're so used to this. This is just, this is something they see all the time. So quite a few car manufacturers test there um, in, in, at this time of the year and they test their new cars and, and prototypes and sometimes the cars are hidden. So when you go, if, you know, if you're there on holiday right now, you'll see these cars squiggly stickers, sort of weird camouflaging. So you're definitely tapping <laughs> right now. So the distance is one hour and eight minutes. It's 90.8 kilometers from Uppington yeah, to Kakamas. There you go. There you go. So definitely in that area, because um, um, as I said, I've been in, I, I was involved in, in Uppington in doing this, um, and we were doing um, some testing, and some of it was high-speed testing as well. So there's a specific road where you can do this high testing, and then the car had a sticker that said, uh, something like government-sanctioned high-speed t- high testing vehicle or something like that. So they test different things there, but the, the reason is the dry um, you know, climate and the extreme heat. It's such a pity that it's all kept so secretive because actually it could become a huge tourism opportunity. No, 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 no. no. So that's, exact, that's actually the worst thing that we can get because that will stop them going there. Because what happens is, it, technically, they don't want everybody around there with cameras watching their new cars because they want to keep it a secret. Because they want to have, at their time, say, okay, here's a new car and reveal it. And they don't want you to see what the car is. So um, uh, they, they take great pains to hide what the cars are. So actually, um, it's, it's income for that area. It's income for Uppington. It's income for South Africa. Actually, it would be disastrous if it becomes a tourist area because they'd say, hang on, we don't want to go here anymore. There's too many people with cameras. Well, that's a bit of a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> well, I guess if you're in Uppington, you're okay. And if you're yeah. really bored, you can drive to Uppington and see what, drive around and go to Kakamas and just sit on the side of the road and, and hope to see some of these cars. But that's the idea is they want to test. Also, I guess that's part of why they go to Uppington or Kakamas because it's quiet. It's not a, really a lot of people there at this time. And maybe I'm not helping by telling what's going on there. <laughs> Nico, I read that um, Toyota's going to be coming out with a whole bunch of new cars soon. Mm. Uh, cars or electric cars? Electric cars. Maybe it's electric yes. cars. I don't know. Yeah, no, definitely electric cars. Recently, they sort of showed quite a few prototypes. They actually now have an SUV. I think we spoke about this. Now, I forget the name again. IBX4 something B. That's got a, quite a strange name. They've released an electric SUV. Um, so they've always been uh, very much focused on, on hybrid vehicles. Um, and if you look at other car m- manufacturers and their big focus on electric cars and new brands, um, and of course China's, again, China, you, you must never underestimate how big a br- uh, market China is for all car manufacturers. Yeah. So they want to really get into the Chinese market. They want to sell cars there. And for China, tech is the thing. So part of what I realize now is when we look at cars, and when, maybe when we still look at cars, when you look at a car, you think it's an A to B. I get there, I drive from A to B. Um, when you look at the Chinese market and, and other countries as well, um, it's a tech thing. So you're driving this thing that has technology in it, and the focus is very much technology. And, and I, I, I forgot to actually to talk about Nomi. Um, yeah. So if you look at the, um, um, this Neo, um, it has a little personal system called Nomi. I sent you a video. Unfortunately, I could only find a Chinese 
video, but when you look at the video, you can see what it does. So if you look for a Neo NIO and then Naomi NONI, uh, in the car in the center, there's this little, little screen that's a little round with two little eyes. As you climb in, then Naomi looks at you. As your passenger climbs in, Naomi looks at the passenger. So it's, like, it's almost like Siri or, or uh, um, Alexa, uh, but now in the car. So you can say, Naomi, play my last song, or Naomi, play a little bit louder, or um, so apparently what's quite popular, Naomi, take a selfie. So you're effectively interacting with Naomi, and the functions go through Naomi. So the car not only is an ATB, it becomes a technology thing that you interact with. So part of that is now Naomi, your voice assistant. So um, could you say, Naomi, I'm feeling tired, just take over the driving? I, you could. Um, currently, I'm not sure how, how far they are along with that. And that's the thing. Remember, we spoke about those eight cameras, and it also has a LiDAR, which is a, a laser scanner um, and ultrasonic sensor. So in future, that's where it's going with Nomi. You can say, Nomi, I'm tired. Please drive me home. And then you take a nap, and Nomi takes you home. Sounds like a whole different way of doing things, for sure. It is. It I mean, Nico, you know, I suppose in closing, when, you know, you talk about the, the, the Neo and you talk about Nomi and then like we've got, you know, the testing up in the Kakamus and that kind of thing. What you're more and more seeing is like just the, the major shift and change that we're seeing in cars as, mm. as time goes by here, in, not just in South Africa, but globally. If you have to say this year, 2023, because we haven't really spoken about 2023, what do you see it as being when it comes to cars? What are going to be some of those highlights? So I think all car manufacturers are going to keep introducing um, um, normal uh, ICE cars, internal combustion engine cars, but we're going to start seeing more and more in South Africa the introduction of electric cars. As I said, ESCOM is really not helping with this, but um, manufacturers will slowly start releasing a few more. So we're going to see a few more electric cars. And as per normal, all manufacturers will have throughout the year normal internal combustion petrol and diesel cars. So, like, you know, so it's exciting for new cars always. Um, and let's see what happens if the manufacturers are holding back on the electric cars because of ESCOM or if they're also going to be a little bit brave and start introducing these cars. Sounds like an interesting one. Nico, thanks very much for joining us. We hope that the rest of your Saturday and weekend is just relaxing and chilled. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You oh, too. Yeah. So big prize this afternoon. Woohoo! Any sports? <laughs> um, no, uh, not, no sports for this weekend. No, this... Uh, um, it's just relaxing at home. Okay, I like it. That's Nico, our petrol head. And yep, you can, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you'll be able to see him and see what he looks like as well.